Welcome to Metaphysical Romp with Reverend Paul Hasselbeck and co-host Reverends Bill Holton and Cher Holton. Discover practical applications to bring 21st century metaphysics to work in your life. Here's your host, Paul Hasselbeck. Welcome to another edition of Metaphysical Rom 2. This is the Reverend Dr. Paul Hasselbeck having another beautiful, joyful day in my consciousness. And this is Reverend Dr. Cher Holton, and it is definitely another beautiful day in my consciousness, joyful too. <laughs> this is Reverend Dr. Bill Holton, very definitely another beautiful, beautiful day in my consciousness as well, and joyful. And as you guys know, Cher and I are the co-founders of our thriving Global Center for Spiritual Awakening Ministry. And we love our community, and we just thought that you would like to know that. Yes, and we invite you to come visit us at gcsacommunity.org. We have a new name and a new place for people to come and learn more about us as we've done some shifting. So, Okay, you're going to have to say that again. Okay, so it stands for Global Center for Spiritual Awakening Community, which is our group. And that's what our website is based around, is how you can be involved. And all our resources are there. It's a great place to come and visit. And it's gcsacommunity.org. All right. I'm not going to try to repeat that one yet. (laughs) I have my website, paulhasselbeck.com, where you can find my weekly blog called The Absolute Word, as well as the upcoming events that I will be participating in, and that maybe you could join. And so here we are. We, of course, are Metaphysical ROM 2, MR2, and to make it simple, we are about spirituality, pseudo-spirituality, science and pseudoscience. And so today's topic and the topic for the next few programs are going to be about joy and the science around joy. And we're starting with an article or a TED talk, Joy Inducing Aesthetics by Ingrid Patel Lee. And so we picked this topic because we're at the end of 2023. We're looking into 2024. And we thought it'd be a wonderful way to wrap up 2023, moving into 2024. And even if you're listening to this at a different time of year, you can make it a new start of whatever year you're on. So, Cher, do you want to get us going here? Yes, I thought I'd share a little bit about the author of this speaker of the TED Talk. She's also written a book. And as Paul said, it's Ingrid Fatale-Lee. She is actually from Brooklyn, and she's a designer and a writer. And her work, it's important to know this because of the way she frames the context of the what she talks about with joy, but her work is on the way that design affects our health and happiness. So she looks at the design of things, and then how does that impact how we view life, actually? And she's the founder of the Aesthetics of Joy, and she empowers people to find more joy in daily life through design. That's her mission. And it's really through something she coined, I think, joy spotting. So it's going to be all about going through life joy spotting so we can spark more joy in our lives. Yes. And there is a TED Talk. She has a few, but there's a TED Talk by this same title, I think. It's actually called Design Hack, 
joy-inducing aesthetics. So she shares about 10 aesthetics around joy. And so um, what I really found interesting about this article is she debunks something in a way right out of the gate, and that is, what is happiness? And so she says, happiness is something that psychologists measure over time. So it's more of a conscious appraisal of how good our life is, and it often includes a range of different factors. How good we feel about our work. So how we feel about our work, the quality of our relationships, or whether we feel like we have a sense of purpose. All of these things go into, quote unquote, feeling happiness. Do you guys have anything you want to add? Just that I think it's important that she does make that distinction between happiness and then how she defines what joy is as it relates to that. And uh, I, I will say that there are other authors and speakers out there that have different views of this. So that's why it's so important to put the definition in context before we get into talking through the article. So I'm really yeah. glad you threw that in at the very beginning. And, and, and because she has a design career as a background, she defines joy as an intense momentary experience of positive emotion. And the way that we measure that is through actual physical expression. So she says smiling, laughing, and the feeling of watching to jump up and down. These are all joyful events. Isn't that just fun and <laughs> joyful, right? And she said that is a thing. I think on the TED Talk, she said that is a thing. Psychologists measure jumping up and down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so she says joy is a lot simpler than happiness and more immediate. So I'm just going to ask our listeners to pause a moment and see if you can identify a moment of joy you've had recently. And did you respond in any of those ways? Smiling, laughing, feeling like wanting to jump up and down. Have you had one of those recently? And at this point, I wish we had a call-in show because <laughs> I would be inviting you to call in and, and tell us. So Bill and Cher, have you had something that you could identify as joy in the recent past? Uh, we have lots of joyful moments and, and just a lot of fun where we laugh. I, I can think of one that could have gone another way. It just popped in my head is Bill does jigsaw puzzles. And everybody knows he does these big, like, thousand-piece puzzles. And then he'll I'll post pictures of the puzzle when he's done. And it's on a special puzzle board that he holds up, and I take the picture. We've been doing this for years. Years, yes. So not long ago, he wanted to hold up a, 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 a prop with the picture. He's trying to add props that look like, you know, go with the picture. And he's working on arranging it, and I'm just ready to snap. And the whole puzzle fell off the board. Yeah. <laughs> that moment, before I snapped, the whole thousand piece puzzle just, he held it, I guess it just was held a little different angle and yeah. it all fell off. And I mean, it was like a moment of just silence. Yeah. And we just both cracked up. I can't, we just laughed and laughed. And then I started taking pictures to show what had happened. Yeah. <laughs> and then Bill put it back together again and we took a picture. Not all at once. Of course, it took him a while. But that, I'd say I would call that a moment of joy. That was, that. A, that was actually 
a moment of joy that you spontaneously created out of the situation that someone could have chosen a completely different decision, completely well, different. Yeah. People could have gotten upset or angry. Yeah. or and, and for me as a writer, cross-pollinating concepts is very joyful for me. Like, for example, dogmatic hiccups. Yes. Yeah, you know, that, that kind of thing, or or um, uh, spiritual calisthenics. Yeah, you know, things like that are, are very joyful for me. So usually your billisms are yeah. very oh. joyful in some. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So even, even if the topic isn't joyful, <laughs> the connections you make are. Yeah, we have a person in our group who's a drummer. He drops for our meditation, and every time when Bill has a uh, a billism, you'll hear Jeff go, "But I'm bump." Yeah. How about you? Example. Well, first of all, that put up bump is a a cue for people who aren't caught up yet with what's going on. (laughs) Right. Right. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. So, so this isn't real recent. However, Bill and Sharon knows I I went on a little bicycle journey down to Bentonville, Arkansas, and I was having little bursts of joy almost everywhere I looked because there were surprising things. Like in downtown Bentonville, my friend Steve and I came out of the restaurant. It was dark and we looked in a distance and there were all these colored fluorescent tubes and it was it was beautiful. And when we got closer, we were even more surprised, more joy, because that's how the outside of a parking garage was decorated. <laughs> wow. right? So it's like so that was like a pop of joy when we came out. So I don't lack joy in my life. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Yeah. Neither do we. And your example really fits right in with uh, her article, one of her aesthetics, because she does talk about how buildings and the way they're designed impact Mm -hmm. our, our, actually most of them are designed not to be joyful. So that's an example. And I think I remember you saying there are several things in that town like that. Oh my gosh. They're just, so, um, Let's not just list things at this point, which is what I'd like to do, but let's see if as we do this, if we come up with our own examples, mm. okay? And as, as listeners, see if you come up to uh, come up with an example in the context of the particular aesthetic. And there's 10 of these, and Cher's going to share all 10 to start with. All right. And keep in mind that it's a metaphoric kind of thing to be aware of is her background is design. And so the aesthetics of that design. So she'll call all these an aesthetic of joy. That's where she gets that term. All right. So I'll just go through the 10 okay. uh, first. And I'm just going to say what the, I'm not. Do you want me to describe them or just no, say let's just name them and okay. then we'll describe them. And we'll go back and see what you can come up with in your own head, just from the one word description, what you think it would be, everybody listening, and what pops in your head immediately. So the first one is abundance. The second one is harmony. Number three is energy. Number four is experiences of freedom. So freedom is the big word. I love number five, round shapes. (laughs) We'll come back to it. We'll come back to it. Number six is surprise. Number seven, transcendence. Number eight, magic. Number nine, renewal. 
And number 10, celebration. Yes. (laughs) Can you all tell just from listening to the Mm -hmm. three of us right now how excited we are about this whole? I I love this article. And uh, actually, I think what we're working from is a transcript of the actual TED Talk. Now, Cher named one that was about round things. Didn't you, Cher? What would you call it? Yes, round shapes. Yeah. And I think that's the better name because the name I picked out of the article was a word I never heard before, affordances, Hmm. affordances, A-F-F-O-R-D-A-N-C-E-S. And she says affordances, which is a term designers use to describe the different ways that things can be used. And so round shapes are naturally associated with play and then with joy. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And I love some of the examples for the round shapes, but I will control myself and wait okay. till we <laughs> uh, I like them too, but let's go back <laughs> to the top of the page. Now remember, happiness is something that that measures how good we feel over time. And joy is about feeling good in the moment. Yes. So joy spotting is all about spotting those moments you are spontaneously joyful. I love it. Okay, so uh, so we're, she says she's going to talk through the 10 different aesthetics of joy, which we already listed. And Cher, do you want to take it from there? Yes, abundance, because I love the first sentence. Abundance is the kid in a candy store aesthetic. Don't you love that? <laughs> I mean, does you, do you just not get that feel with it? So we often say that when we feel a sense of joy, it's like our cup runneth over. Yes, 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 yes. My cup runneth over. That's how I felt time and again during that trip to Bentonville. So if any of you are bike riders, it is the mountain bike capital of the world. And I don't have a mountain bike. I have an electric bike. So my electric bike, I get a lot of joy from. Cool. That's great. Well, when I'm in a grocery store, for example, and I'm walking by the, the frozen food uh, section, and there's a whole cabinet there of about, oh, 10 or 12 feet long that has ice cream in it. <laughs> An abundance of ice cream. Very joyful. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> It's almost, this is described you there, it's almost like the feeling is so good it sort of bursts out beyond the boundaries of our bodies. Oh, repeat that. That is so good. Isn't that cool? (laughs) I mean, you can just feel it happening. It's the feeling is so good it sort of bursts out beyond the boundaries of our bodies. So I have an example from my bike trip. So during the day, my friend Steve and I were driving around Bentonville. It's not very big. And we saw this building that wasn't quite complete. And so I said, Steve, let's go look at this. And I don't know why, I just knew I had to. And that's when we discovered there were ramps on the outside of the building for riding a bike up. I mean, this was like a childhood dream for me. (laughs) And then as we rode up, there were more pops of joy because instead of just a plain concrete ramp that was about 10 feet wide, there were mosaics of giant insects with 
a jewel on them somewhere inlaid into the concrete. It was just joy inducing for me. Ooh. Wow. That that makes me think about going to, I forget where we were traveling somewhere, but on the streets, the street artists had created with chalk drawings, three-dimensional drawings on the sidewalk. I don't know if wow. you've ever these, but it look you swear you're going to walk right into a building, but it's actually flat on the ground or you're going to fall in a hole, but there's a person who's fallen in a hole, it looks like, but it's wow. just I, I, that was that same feeling. It was like, oh my gosh, look at this. It was yes. just incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Wow. And she goes on to say, and that feeling of abundance also ties to a feeling of abundance in our surroundings. And she gives an example. So when our ancestors were sort of roaming the savannas and looking for good places to settle, often it was with it was a sense of lushness in their surroundings, a sense of abundance that told them, hmm, this would be a good place, a safe place to be. Wow. And still rely on a sense of abundance, which we can find in things like, are you ready? Polka dots and stripes and multicolor and rainbow color palettes. All and, things I just love and enjoy. Oh, <laughs> and she says they all give us this feeling of abundance, which is what makes us joyful in that moment. So, so who in the world has ever seen a pink polka dot skirt and not laughed or smiled <laughs> or felt somehow better? Right. And, and rainbows, same way. I mean, people stop and look. And what do people like to take pictures of when they see a rainbow? It just creates that common, that's almost like a connected joy, a universal joy connection. Yeah. And you know, as Paul mentioned that if you've ever seen anyone in a pink polka dot skirt, you know that you've been barbied. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that makes me think about that song about the bikini. It was an itsy bitsy teeny weeny yellow polka dot bikini. Yes. <laughs> I just dated myself, I realized. Well, you know what? If you date yourself, you're never going to be disappointed. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> I've been on many a dates where I have been disappointed. <laughs> oh, I get it. <laughs> okay, so okay, we it. are joyously... Shifting over to the absolute word, and this comes from Sunday, November 26th, and the word is grace. I generously share grace wherever I go. I generously share grace wherever I go. I don't have to search for grace outside myself because it's part of me. From my humanity, Grace is based on my divinity and is something I bestow on others and even myself. I know oneness during times of deep spiritual communion, understanding I am fully human and fully divine. The principles of generosity and benevolence are inherent and are the fundamental ingredients of all goodness, including grace. Through this awareness and practice, my experience of grace deepens. I understand grace as an expression of my generosity and benevolence, regardless of circumstance. Grace is not a blessing I need hope for. It is a limitless blessing I can generously share during all times and circumstances. I generously share grace wherever I 
go. And now we want to say, I generously share joy wherever I go. And listeners, thank you because you are a source of joy for me. And this is Reverend Dr. Cher saying thank you for listening. And you know what, Paul? You are a source of joy for us. <laughs> and this is the Reverend Doc Bill. And for the three of us, the three of us invite you to always share, joyfully share a limitless blessing called joy with those you meet. <laughs>